This is Table Talk with the Greenville House of Prayer, where we set the table for Christian conversations that explore the scripture, promote prayer, and seek to edify the body of Christ. For more information about Greenville House of Prayer or to contact us, please visit our website at ghopsc.org or connect with us on Facebook at Greenville House of Prayer. Now for today's broadcast. Well, welcome to Table Talk with the Greenville House of Prayer. We're excited to be with you, our listening audience, again as we continue our series on the Lord's Prayer. I'm your host, Curtis Carr, here with my co-host, Dustin, Dustin Hughes and Joseph Cheatham. And we, uh, we're excited about today's topic. You know, we've been going through the, the series on the Lord's Prayer. You know, we're an organization that wants to promote prayer, and so we figured it'd be a good idea to uh, unpack the Lord's Prayer, which is the, probably the most popular prayer or the, the most well-known prayer um, in all of history. You know, this is the prayer that Jesus gave and the teaching that Jesus gave when his disciples came to him and asked him to teach them to pray. He said, in this manner, pray this way. You know, <laughs> when you pray, pray this way. And so we've been unpacking verse by verse, line by line. And today we're going to jump into um, verse 13, where you know, he says, pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And last week we talked about yeah, the, the forgiveness of our sins, you know, forgive us of our sins as we forgive others, just the importance of forgiveness and how God connects, you know, our experience of his mercy with the way that we give mercy to others. I mean, just two verses later, he says, for if you forgive men their sins or their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive them their trespasses, neither will your father in heaven forgive you. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry there that we need to be people of mercy and forgive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we can call this our table topic. You know, we've had these table topics on these different verses in the Lord's Prayer. So our table topic today would be lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. But before we jump in, I just want to say that um, I've enjoyed this discussion with you guys. You've enjoyed it, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's been great. And uh, to let our listening audience know, uh, we don't sit there and uh, prepare and outline every word. And now, now, Joseph Q, you say this line, and right. Curtis, you say this line. Uh, we're really leaving room for the Holy Spirit and the Lord to to work in our discussions. And so, um, it's been fun for us, and hopefully for you. That's if you've joined us in some previous weeks to to kind of see and follow along uh, where the Lord has taken our conversation. And so, as we really wrap up our our series, for lack of a better phrase, uh, on the Lord's Prayer. Um, It's been fascinating to see uh, the different branches the Lord has led us to go down and excited to see where he takes us today. Yeah, and that's our heart with these broadcasts is just to set the table for conversations and see what the Holy Spirit says and does. And we've been learning a tremendous amount yeah. just diving into each scripture and, and drawing off one another as we talk. And, yeah, and the word of God is eternally deep. You know, we could do this same thing for the next year and get something new out of each of these verses mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's eternally deep and the Holy Spirit will teach us or reemphasize it's, things. It's alive. I mean, there's no other book active. that's alive. No, it is yeah. living and active. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, you know, it may be good to mention too, is as an organization, of, uh, as the Greenville House of Prayer, we, we host prayer gatherings regularly right now, at least twice a month. And uh, we have a weekly text message that we go out to remind uh, each other to pray for our local church. And, and yeah. then now we have this show where we want to encourage uh, those who may be listening in Greenville to go to the place of prayer. Uh, I think it's important as a as a 
as a to be a praying church and we want Greenville to be a, a praying church and so here we are talking about the Lord's Prayer it's our I guess our table topic yes, yeah exactly. if, we, if we're going to be a praying church we got to get this this Lord's Prayer the Lord's you know, we got to get the right. teaching that Jesus gave when he was asked teach us to pray you know yeah. so we need to engage with this and dialogue with this and we encourage you you know you can go check out previous episodes on our website www.ghopsc.org you can see um you know here are all the other episodes that we've recorded on this this series i guess so let's jump in you know uh, the for the lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil and yeah. joe you were talking about earlier i think it's really great you know to ask, why is this here? Yeah, what, what is the significance that Jesus put this phrase in the model prayer for his church, for those who are following him, uh, for his disciples? And, and um, so that's a good question we should ask. Why did he put here uh, as something to be regular in our prayer life, Lord, lead us not into temptation, uh, but deliver us from the evil one? I think it, uh, just right off the bat, it highlights that we need not to get puffed up in pride, thinking that we have it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we're we're never at a place where we are completely, uh, or where we're not vulnerable. Yeah, um, yeah. fully. Mm-hmm. Um, we we all are weak and broken, men and women um, who are are part of a fallen race. Uh, when Adam fell in Genesis. Uh, passed on sin to to all of us. It's the tragedy of the human story. And here we are, even as followers of Jesus, those who have received forgiveness from sins. We just talked about uh, uh, in the previous episode, the, the verse before forgiving our sins. But, but here we are asking God for help not to be led into temptation. It shows that uh, the frailty of the human frame in the human position, and it keeps us from pride and arrogance. It's an expression of humility. You know, prayer is an expression of humility, and God gives grace to the humble. And so we're here saying, in humility, God, we need your help. Mm -hmm. We need your protection. We need you to lead us away from temptation and deliver us from evil. And Jesus says, now make sure you don't forget about this important mm-hmm. aspect. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it's in another reason it's in uh, the Lord's prayers because Jesus knew that it was inevitable. I mean, it was inevitable that we would uh, face temptation, that we would come across temptation. And uh, we in no way, shape or form uh, want to celebrate the evil one. But we also we do need to acknowledge that the, the very real presence of the evil one. And so I think, yeah, you're exactly what Jesus is saying. you, It is going to be a part of your life or something you have to face. So bring it to me as a matter of prayer, continuously and consistently. And, bring and it to me as a matter of This is something that the, the apostles continue to emphasize that we yes. are in a spiritual war or in a spiritual battle that we have real adversaries and we need to be aware of that. You know, and mm-hmm. I think for me, it's easy just to get caught up in the natural day to day activities and be and forget that we are in a spiritual war and that there's a spiritual realm around us. You know, there are angels and demons and, and the enemy, Satan. And so Jesus is saying, look, if you're, if you're praying this regularly and daily, it connects your heart with that reality. And, and the apostles you know, emphasize it as well. Paul said, I don't want you to be ignorant of the devil's yeah. devices or his mm-hmm. schemes. You know, mm-hmm. and Peter said in First Peter, um, he says, be sober minded and alert. So be aware you know, don't be clouded in your mind and be alert. 
your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. To devour, and, and he yeah. says, "Resist him. Stand firm in your faith." And one way we do that is in prayer. Yeah. We stand firm first, starting in the place of prayer. So regularly, we need to, regularly yeah, yeah. asking God to keep us from temptation and deliver us from evil. I, or I if we're say, praying with our families, praying over our children, Lord, keep keep our keep us yeah. from temptation, deliver us from evil. Or praying for our city or our churches or or our pastors, Lord, keep them from temptation, deliver them from evil. It's just a great model prayer and it and something we need to be regularly you know, and i would encourage you are listening to pray it every day you know make this a habit to lord thank you for today but lord lead me away from temptation today mm-hmm. lord deliver me from evil today the the temptations i don't even see coming the attacks of the enemy that i don't even see coming Lord, bring deliverance and protection. And they will come. They came against Jesus mm-hmm. in Matthew chapter 4, right yeah. before um, the Sermon on the Mount, where we have the Lord's Prayer. Satan came and tempted Jesus while he was in the wilderness. If Satan is going to tempt, attempt to tempt the Son of Man, <laughs> surely he's going to come after us, his children. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's an inter- interesting point. You mentioned the Jesus in the wilderness because he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Mm-hmm. But we don't need to confuse uh, temptation with, with God tempting us, right? You know, it's the enemy that tempts us, not God. Like in James 1, he says, Let no one say when he's tempted, I'm being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. So it's not God that is, you know, tempting us or wanting us to fall or putting sin in front of us. You know, that could be a twisted worldview where you give in to sin. Well, I guess if, you know, if God didn't want me to give in to sin, he wouldn't put this temptation in front of me. Mm. Well, no. You know, he may allow that to come, but he wants you to overcome it, and it's not him that's that's the source of that tempting. So I think that's just a theological Mm-hmm. Uh, statement that needs to be clarified maybe yeah. with, with that. Yeah, and we could jump, I mean, spend the rest of our time in Ephesians 6, but in the first part of it's verse 10 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Uh, what that tells me is, one, is that the devil does have schemes. There is a devil and he does have schemes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we have to acknowledge that and know that. Uh, but two, uh, there's no reason to uh, be full of fear and trembling or have worry prayers as a result. He has equipped us with the full armor. He has equipped us with everything we need to take a stand and to stand That's firm right. against uh, the devil's schemes. Yeah, I think the Ephesians 6 passage, Dustin, shows how it's a great example of how the apostles emphasize this and also recognize how important it is that we resist temptation and seek mm-hmm. deliverance from the evil one. Mm-hmm. I mean, what a, a amazing illustration of standing of warfare standing against the the devil and his schemes uh, that we see in Ephesians 6. Yeah, and I think it it as you emphasize, he's given us everything we need pertaining to life and godliness, everything we need to overcome the enemy, everything we need to overcome temptation and mm-hmm. to to be protected from the enemy. He has paid for it and we don't need to be fearful, but Jesus did teach that we have to pray. We yes. have to ask him for deliverance from evil. We have to ask him to lead us away from temptation. That's part of uh, standing. That's part of utilizing the spiritual weapons that he's given us that are mighty in him. But if we neglect to pray it, you know, we're vulnerable. 
And mm-hmm. so we don't need to be fearful. We don't need to be afraid of the enemy, but we do need to engage in the battle. And the way that we engage in the battle is by prayer, is by using our spiritual weapons yeah. and, and praying. And by praying this regularly, as Jesus taught us to in the Lord's Prayer, it continue, it reminds us that we are in this spiritual battle, a battle that we can't see, and therefore is hard sometimes to remember that we're in it. Mm-hmm. Right? That, that next verse, Dustin, yeah. maybe you could read that. Yeah, I was going to say, um, it says, for our battle is, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Yeah, it's yeah. an unseen battle. Yeah. And that's a great passage. Our enemy is not each other, yes, but the spiritual forces that maybe influence each other, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's about going back to the previous verse helps us to forgive our brothers and our sisters if we realize that our battle is not against our brother and our sister. Not against that flesh and blood. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly good. right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It goes right hand in hand with the forgiveness aspect. Yeah. You know, the way we wage war is through prayer, but then also forgiving as Christ has for, forgiven yeah. us, you know. Um, and I'm reminded of, of Psalm 91, you know, as far as per- the great protection, protection psalm. You know, and the first verses of that is he who dwells in the secret place of the most high. What a secret place, you know, highlight what Jesus mentioned. Yeah. Just a few verses earlier in Matthew six, he said, when you pray, pray this way, go into your closet and your father who sees you in secret, you know, will reward you openly. So he's speaking of prayer, abiding in prayer, who dwells in prayer. Dwell. I love that word. Dwelling in that place. That's a living. That's yeah. a day-to-day living, dwells and breathing. in a secret place. Dwelling in that secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And then he goes on and lays out, look, there could be plagues and people dying at your right hand and your left hand, all, of, all this type of destruction. But if you give yourself to abiding in the place of prayer, you know, asking for deliverance, God will give it to you no Amen. matter what comes. Mm-hmm. And so it... It's incredible the the promises of protection that are there, but we have to engage in prayer to receive them, right? Yes, and to exactly. position ourselves, and it's a daily, daily fight. It's a daily standing in that place. Mm, that's good. Amen. And I think it's also uh, important to emphasize that God will give us the power to overcome every temptation. Mm-hmm. You know, He tells us to pray this to lead us away from temptation. And if he if he tells us to pray that, we can be assured that he'll give us a way out. And you know, and Paul emphasized that in First Corinthians ten, he says, "No temptation has uh, overcome you except what is common to man. And God is faithful; He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He'll also provide an escape so that you can stand up or under under this." Um, under this temptation so that you can stand in this evil day, he will give you the power to, to escape whatever temptation may come. Mm-hmm. And that's just an incredible promise. And I, I've, I mean, I've heard people say, well, you know, I just can't beat this thing or I just can't overcome this thing. And I want to tell you, you know, yes, you can, you, you can know, and encourage Amen. our listeners, I, whatever you're struggling with, the temptations may be there and the battle may be raging. We want to encourage you to give yourself to the place of prayer, make this commitment and habit to pray this verse, Lord, or pray the whole Lord's Prayer, but you know, as we're talking about this verse, lead me away from temptation, deliver me from evil. And as you, I believe as you continue to pray that, you'll begin to see the open doors oh, to okay. escape. Yeah. Well, I would say, Curtis, to, to clarify, 
I don't think nothing that sees us that God in us cannot overcome. Because right. I have heard people say before, well, I'm not worried about that because I know I wouldn't be able to handle that. So I know that bad thing's never going to happen to me. And, and, I, and I would say, well, it's not about the, the promise isn't that you won't be tempted more than what you yourself will be able to handle, but it's God in you. It's his faithfulness to be able to, he, he yeah. will give you a way out. He will provide. And mm-hmm. so uh, sometimes I just don't want people to, I just don't want uh, people to sit there and think, well, I don't have to worry about anything bad happening to me because I can't handle much. So I know God won't give me much. Right. No, I think God, you know, he, he will allow things um, to be able to prove his faithfulness in your life and the way that he can overcome uh, things in your life. Yeah. And a lot of times he'll allow those things to drive us to him, exactly. drive us to the to place, that place of, of him, prayer you know? or to that place of abiding that you were talking about. I know about. some, yeah. there's times where I've given into temptation and that and it's in that place where I'm just the most broken. I'm like, God, I realize how weak I am and how much I need you even more. And it drives me more to this place to contend in humility, uh, to yeah. resist pride, thinking that we can do it apart from God. And that's really what prayerlessness is. Like when yes. we go through life without praying, <clears throat> that's good. It's, it's a manifestation of pride telling God that we don't need his help yeah. or we don't need to do it the way he's taught us to do it. Mm-hmm. And and that's just setting us up for a fall. You I think know? unfortunately it's the a temptation is for us to, to neglect prayer until we've already, until we need it or until we feel like we need it. Uh, we're here. It's very proactive. It's, it's, it's a model for us to pray regularly and before the temptation comes, we're asking the Lord to deliver us from it. Yeah. Before the day of evil comes, we're asking God to um, help us to withstand it. And and I think even in Ephesians 6, if we go back there to the, the um, armor of God, he commands us to put it on. He, he tells us to put on the full armor of God so that... When the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you you have done everything to stand. And the onus, therefore, in this in this passage is on us. You, Christian, you brother, you sister, put on the full armor of God so that before the evil day comes, you're 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 ready to stand. Isn't that different than how I hear about it many times? You guys may hear uh well, you end up going to prayer after the day of evil has already come. And, and you should at that point. You should still go to prayer at that point. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. it's proactive. We yeah. are ready. Yeah. We are um, in a war. We realize it. We have our armor on. And we are praying about it regularly. Preparing. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I think Jesus is... The, the verb tense is a future, you know, praying for the future things that are coming. You know, Lord, mm-hmm. lead us away from the temptation that's to come and deliver us from evil as it's going to come. And I think it, you mentioned the Ephesians 6 passage. I think it's important to note right after he talks about the armor, he goes into, you know, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance, supplication for all the saints. So, he connects the spiritual armor and our prayer, prayer life. life. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not like we just, there's a literal armor that we pick up, you know, and yeah. things are clinging to get. No, it's engaging in the place of prayer by faith, knowing that we have these resources, these tools, and, and growing in, in prayer in conjunction with these things. And I think it's, it's vastly important, especially as the days grow darker. You know, we believe that, that the Bible teaches that. Darkness is going to increase 
before Jesus returns. The closer we get to Jesus' return, there's going to be greater darkness. We also believe there's going to, the church is going to shine brighter and be more glorious. So we're not a, a doomsday uh, you know, end time perspective. We believe that the darkness and the light are going to grow together. The wheat and the tares grow together. Exactly, yeah. So. But Jesus connects this theme of deliverance from evil and prayer with the end times. In Luke chapter 21, verse 34, he says, take heed to yourself or watch or be aware, you know, that we've, that same, those same phrases are coming up over and over again. He says, take heed to yourself, lest your heart be weighed down with carousing drunkenness and the cares of this life or, Mm. you know, temptation, sin. And that day, talking about the day of his return, that that day would come on you unexpectedly for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. And then verse 36, he says, watch and pray always. So be alert, be sober, be engaged in prayer that you may be counted worthy to escape all of these temptations, to escape all of these things, and that that'll come to pass and that you'll be able to stand before the Son of Man. So a key element of being able to withstand what's going to be coming to the earth, you know, there's going to be increase of lawlessness. A key to that is the place of prayer, abiding in the place of prayer, and specifically, I think, praying, Lord, lead us away from temptation, deliver us from evil. Amen. Mm-hmm. Another passage, Curtis, that connects uh, the day of darkness with the time of the end is here in, in Romans um, chapter 13, verse 11. Paul says, and, and do this understanding the present time. The hour has come for you to wake up from your slumber because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let's talk about this this coming age uh, when Jesus comes, comparing the current age to like a nighttime and the next age to the day. And then it says, so let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Well, that, that defensive, there's that armor again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's uh, just that proactive nature of realizing we're in a war as the day of Jesus's return comes closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then any, uh, military general will tell you that wars are won, like he said, in the preparation. Yeah. Uh, you know, wars are completed and won in, in the preparation. And so for us, yes, the devil does have schemes. And so I think the another reason why we live a life abiding and going to is we need to hear um, our marching orders to know yeah. how to handle it. We need to hear and know how to respond in the face of temptation. If we're not in communication with our commander, you know, the Jesus, right? Yeah. If we're not in communication, then we're not going to understand how we're to execute and respond in these moments of war, in these moments of temptation, you know, to, to, carry, the, the, to carry the war illustration out a little well, further. Well, in that war, I mean, the world, war analogy applies, you know, that the church is in some sense an army, you know, yes. and, and one of the, the key um, elements of war and battle is knowing your enemy, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and being aware that you have an enemy and this is the way they operate and then knowing how to set up defenses based on what the enemy is is doing. And and Jesus says, this is how you're to do it in the kingdom. Give exactly. yourself to prayer and ask these things. And I believe you'll get revelation. You'll begin to see things spiritually. Man, that I didn't even realize that was a temptation. Or I'm, I'm creating areas in my life that I'm opening the door to temptation or opening the door to the evil one. And the more we press into this place of prayer, the more God will give insight and illumination on Maybe you shouldn't go to that place, or maybe you shouldn't be hanging exactly, out with that person. Yeah. This exactly. is how I'll lead you away from temptation. You know, no. don't say that. Don't turn on that. Don't go. You know, and, and that's. But we don't get that 
if we're not awake and engaged in the place of prayer, well, asking for the revelation. And another tactic in war is they, they strategically that what, what I've heard people say is, is if you can cut off communication, then you've already won against your enemy and things. Mm, and so we yeah. need to be aware that the enemy wants to cut off our communication yeah. with the living God, whether it be through busyness or through shame or through different ways where we're going to be tempted in some way to cut off our communication, not maybe not cut off forever, but even for a moment to cut off. And, and that is a strategy by the enemies for us not to know how to operate and how to respond in certain situations. We have to know that, be aware of that and continue to press in. Even when we don't feel like it, continue to press Mm -hmm. in, even when it's difficult, continue to press in no matter what to keep those lines of communication with the Mm -hmm. living God open um, because, yeah, we don't want this communication to be yeah, cut the off. The enemy would love for us to to pretend like he's not there, yes. you know, and just disengage from the battle. Yeah. You know, he would love for that to happen. But we're called to be, be engaged and we're called to, you know, step into that battle, not only to be protected on our own, but I believe we're supposed to take ground, yeah. you know, for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And so we need to... Which I think, Curtis, ties into the earlier... Scripture in the Lord's Prayer: Let your kingdom come. Let yes, your will yeah. be done on earth as it is in mm-hmm. heaven. You know, that's an, an offensive kind of uh, yeah. prayer from the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, that's amen. Good. Well, yeah, I mean, this is so good. It's and this is the prayer of Jesus. You know, in John seventeen, he he that's said, good. "Lord, I'm not." He's praying to the Father. He says, "I'm not asking you to take them out of the world." This is John seventeen fifteen. He says, "Don't take them out of the world or out of this fight, out of the battle." He says, "But I want you to keep them from the evil one." So Jesus Himself is praying this prayer for us, for the believers. He's saying, "Look, you can, you know, Lord, deliver them from the evil one." And then He He wants to invite us into that same prayer. You know, mm-hmm. invite us into His heart to pray the same thing. And that's what we're praying. You know, for ourselves, for our city, we're asking God, lead the church at Greenville away from temptation. Deliver mm-hmm. us as a whole, you know, from evil in this city. And, mm-hmm. and you know, as I think more people are praying that, the more spiritually aware we'll be and the more we'll be able to live righteously and see his kingdom come and his will be done. So we want to invite you as our listeners yeah. to join in with that prayer. You know, give yourself to praying the Lord's Prayer, you know, on a daily basis and, and let the Lord teach you make it your own Mm -hmm. Uh, apply it to yourself apply it to your family apply it to whatever your certain circumstance is make this prayer your own and be encouraged do not be overwhelmed for you have jesus in your heart and you have the holy spirit within you equipped in every way for every good work to stand and to stand firm um, against this, you just have to press into the Lord and, and and trust Him and seek Him in the place of prayer. That's our encouragement. Yeah. Uh, we don't want you to be overwhelmed and discouraged by this time, but be encouraged by it. Yeah. So yeah. you want it, to, and it's easy to pray. It, it, it's 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 um it's just words, offering words to God. And again, I, it's a short prayer too, just six short verses. But to there's pray. tremendous power, and power, power behind it. And so agree with us right now as we pray. So Father, we thank you. Um, that you have given us spiritual weapons that are mighty in you for tearing down strongholds. They're mighty in you for keeping us from temptation and delivering us from evil. Lord, I just pray for anyone listening right now that they would uh, be strengthened and encouraged knowing that anytime there's temptation, you've given them a way out and you've given them spiritual power by your spirit to overcome it. And Lord, we do pray that you would lead us away from temptation, that you would deliver us from evil, that we would find uh, abiding in that secret place under your shadow, under your protection as the normal of our day-to-day life. Lord, we thank you for it. 
In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, thanks for joining us, and uh, we look forward to, to being with you again next week. God bless. Thanks for tuning in to this week's broadcast of Table Talk with the Greenville House of Prayer. We pray you've been encouraged and hope you'll join us next week as we continue to host Christian conversations that explore the scripture, promote prayer, and edify the body of Christ. For more information about Greenville House of Prayer or to contact us, please visit our website at ghopsc.org or connect with us on Facebook at the Greenville House of Prayer.